0: Luke chapter 7, before I get into this, I was praying. There's a medical uh, term and it is to lance or lancing and it is where an incision is made where infection or poison, venom, whatever it may be is. It is a cut made in the flesh that deadly things may have a way out. It is a process of healing. It does not feel good. I've had it done. It'll leave you hurting really bad for anybody that's ever had it done. Amen. And I feel today like the Word as the sword of the Spirit, sharp as a two-edged sword, I feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna to make some incision today. And there's going to be some dividing of things. And it may hurt right now. But if you'll allow the Word to do what the Word does... The body will be healthier at the end of the day. Amen. The body will be healthier. Luke chapter 7 verse 19. And John calling unto him two of his disciples sent them to Jesus saying, Art thou he that should come or look we for another? When the men were coming to him they said, John Baptist hath sent us unto thee saying, Art thou he that should come or look we for another? And in that same hour, he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits. And unto many that were blind, he gave sight. Then Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way and tell John what things ye have seen and heard. How that the blind see, everybody say, the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. To the poor, the gospel is preached. And then everybody say, and. Amen. Blessed is he who is not offended in me. Amen. I didn't figure you could going to run the aisles on that one. <laughs> Blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. I want to preach by the help of the Holy Ghost, blessed is he who is not offended in me. Amen. I feel a witness of the Spirit right now settling into this place. I believe that great things are going to happen as we go forward. Why don't you lift your hands? Let's pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for what your Spirit's already done in this place. God, I pray that you would move by your power. God, that your word would go forth with perfection, with clarity, with purity, oh God, that the work would be done as you designed it to be done, oh God, that you would anoint me as a vessel today to deliver your perfect word, God. I pray that there would be healing happen in this house today, God. Let there be revelation, God. Let there be a perfect work in this place, and we'll give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Come on, clap your hands one more time to the Lord. of jesus you can be seated if you'll allow me a few moments to build a foundation amen isaiah chapter 40 verse 3 the bible would say the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness prepare ye the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god amen prepare ye the way of the lord it would go on to say every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plain. This is a prophetic utterance through Isaiah of John the Baptist. And it was, it was hundreds and hundreds of years before John the Baptist was conceived or born or grown or ministering. Amen. And then we have the birth of John the Baptist now. John the Baptist was the cousin of Jesus. And so he is related. He is relative to Jesus. And he is just a few months difference in age than Jesus. And the Bible would tell us in Matthew chapter 3, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It would tell us, for this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. The same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locust and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem, everybody say Jerusalem, And all Judea. Everybody say all Judea. Judea. And all the region round about Jordan and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. And so this is a man that was prophesied of by Isaiah. He was... He was uh, miraculously, you could say, prophesied once again as the angel descended in the temple to Zechariah and told him that, that although Elizabeth was barren, she was gonna, she was going to bear a son and they were gonna call his name John and to further, to further add to the miraculous power around the birth of this man. Zechariah is struck dumb and he cannot speak until the day of the birth. And, and as they as they're asking, what's the name gonna be? Zechariah writes the name John, and then they literally his tongue is loosed and he can speak once again. And so you have this, this child. This is the same child in the womb. He leapt when Mary came in, and, and the baby Jesus is in her womb. The Bible says he was filled with the Spirit from the womb, and so this is a man that is prophesied of. He is a man that is, he is so close and related to Jesus and and he's close in age and there's all of this leading up to his ministry and then he's in the wilderness and there's a preparation of who he's going to be and then he comes out and when he comes out, it's not a little splash that he makes. He comes out and he's preaching the word with fire and with fervor and the Bible says that Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region around about Jordan come to him and they are baptized confessing their sins amen he he had a ministry that was broad and, and it was overarching amen Jerusalem was not a small place and neither was Judea and neither were the regions all round about that amen he had a dynamic ministry in in his time and then we have in john chapter 1 john is baptizing john the baptist is baptizing and he sees jesus coming and he literally says behold the lamb of god which taketh away the sin of the world. Amen. He didn't just have a ministry. He had a revelation of who Jesus was. Amen. He said, behold the lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. He said, this is he of whom I said after me cometh a man which is preferred before me for he was before me. Amen. That's a revelation right there. John was older than Jesus, and he said he's preferred before me because he was before me. Amen. Amen. He said, and I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water, and John bear record saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him, and I knew him not. But he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same as he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples looking upon Jesus, he saith, Behold, the Lamb of God. He still got this revelation. Now, John is the one that baptized Jesus. Amen. What a dynamic ministry. Amen. He baptized Jesus. And then then twice in a row he says, Behold, the Lamb of God. This is interesting. The Bible says, and the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. So John expresses his revelation of who Jesus is. And two of his disciples leave and go follow Jesus. And, and so Jesus turns to them. He says, what seek you? And they say unto him, Rabbi, which is to say being interpreted master, where dwellest that? I'm just going through some reading right now. We're going to get somewhere in a moment. Amen. He saith unto them, Come and see, that came and saw where he dwelt. Abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. John won the brother that won Peter. Amen. There, is, there, are, there are so many dynamic things happening in John's ministry and and so now andrew goes he finds his brother simon he says we found the messiah he said, "We we found the Christ, and he brings him to Jesus, and Jesus sees him. Thou art Simon, son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation of stone. Now we could go through Peter's whole life. We know in Matthew chapter sixteen, he had the revelation of who Jesus was. We know in in Acts chapter two, he's the one that preaches the message: repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost." Amen. He's the one that preached it to the Samaritans. He's the one that preached it to the Gentiles. Amen. Peter was the one with the keys to the kingdom. And John won the man that won Peter. Amen. What a dynamic ministry. John had a revelation of who Jesus was. And then in John chapter 3, it would say, Ye yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before him. John didn't just have an understanding of who Jesus was. John had an understanding of who he was. Amen. Amen. He said, I am not the Christ, but I am sent before him. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This, my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. He must increase. Everybody say, he must increase. Everybody say, but I... Must decrease. Amen. John had a revelation of who Jesus was. He had a revelation of who he was. He had a revelation of what the kingdom needed. The kingdom needed Christ to increase. And it needed John to decrease. Amen. And there is this deep revelation and this dynamic ministry. And and if it hadn't been for John, John was the one that prepared the way. It was prophesied by Isaiah. He was the one that set the stage for Jesus to come onto the scene and be able to preach. And eventually to pour out the gift of the Holy Ghost. It was John that set the stage and he made the way straight. Amen. He made a path able for Jesus to come in and do the work that he needed to do. And John understood That Jesus has got to increase, and I have got to decrease. Amen. John understood the essence of following Jesus was self-denial. Amen. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Then Jesus saith unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Everybody say "deny deny himself. Amen. It's no accident that Jesus started with that. He said, if you're going to follow me, you got to deny yourself. you got to take up your cross and follow me. Amen. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Amen. Amen. God help us today. That, that Jesus was trying to get something into his followers, he said, "He said, you, you got it. You got to deny yourself.'" And then he instantly, two scriptures later, he goes into in the same monologue, "For what is a man profitable if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul?" Amen. Amen. Jesus understood that really. I'm just going to preach for a little while. Amen. Really, if we're honest with ourselves, we serve God, we love him. We love the kingdom, we love the spirit. But if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of what we do, amen, is self-centered. Amen. God help us today. Even even the way that we, even the way we approach church service, is about what we can get, and what we can feel, and, and our, a lot of times our giving is about what we can gain, and our prayer is about what we can receive, and we pray harder when we need than when we don't need, amen, and, and I, I'm not, I, I want you to understand, I didn't come to wound anybody, that's not why I'm here, amen. I just, I just need us today to be honest with ourselves. And, and 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 while we're being honest, I'll just be honest. I preached this to my church two weeks ago on a Sunday night, and I really felt like it was for my church. And two days later, I laid down in a prayer meeting, and the Lord said, "I gave you this for you." Amen. And so I've been laying under a pew, digging this out for my own self, and 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 searching my own heart. Amen. But the fact of the matter is that a, a lot of what we do is is really about. Us. It's, it's about self gratification and self promotion and and all these things that we can receive and, and 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 let's just let's just be real, amen. Even a lot of times the way the way we move into the ministry, it's really about us, amen. We, we want to sing the verse, and, and, and we want to sing the solo, and, and, and we want to play the instrument, and we want to be on Sunday night because it's the night with the best songs, and, and we want to be the one preaching, and don't send me to a nursing home because then nobody hears me. Amen. I ain't going to get a shout, but put me behind the pulpit with 200 people in the crowd, and I'll preach. Amen. I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and, and be real with some real people. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so Jesus would tell his followers, he said, if any man's going to follow me, the first thing you got to do is forget about yourself. Amen. 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 This is still working on Darren Modes. I, I'm, I'm not perfect. Amen. Now, let, let's go somewhere else. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Brother Daniel, do you have this? Amen. Here we go. This is the Lord's Prayer. And I've never seen it like this until now. I wanted you to be able to see it. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The first thing in the Lord's prayer is God. God is first. Everybody say God is number one. God is number one. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Next scripture. Thy kingdom come. Everybody say the kingdom is number two. Amen. Now, this is not an earthly kingdom. This is a spiritual kingdom. It is a heavenly kingdom. John chapter 18, verse 36, Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Amen. So we need to understand the kingdom being spoken of here is a spiritual heavenly kingdom. God is number one. The heavenly kingdom is number two. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. His will happening here like it is in his heavenly kingdom is number three. Amen. We've got God number one, his kingdom number two, his will being done number three, and then you slide into number four. Amen. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. Amen. All these things, you slide in in three aspects. You've got provision, forgiveness, forgiveness and direction, amen, and then it instantly goes into, for thine is the kingdom, amen, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now, <laughs> God is number one, the kingdom is number two, God's will being done in earth is number three, and you're number four, everybody say, I'm number four, now, we say it all the time, we, 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 and you would understand, if I said, I was looking out for number one, who am I talking about? Well, if I said it, it's, it's an understanding in, in, in English culture. If I, said, if I said, well, I'm just looking out for number one, I'm talking about me. Amen. The Lord's Prayer says God is number one. The kingdom is number two. And his will in earth is number three. Amen. And so if we understand, if we have an understanding of this self-denial, then, then we'll go a lot further in the kingdom. Amen. And so John had an understanding of this. He understood he's got to increase and I've got to decrease. Amen. I'm I'm just teaching and preaching for just a little while. And then we're going to go somewhere. Amen. Amen. But you know, it's funny. He had this revelation that Jesus had to increase, but he had to decrease. And then when John ends up in prison for preaching, And now prison back then wasn't like prison now. It wasn't three hots in a cot. And and you get a phone call every day from six to eight. And no, that wasn't how it was. No. It was a dark dungeon. And, And and there was there was sewage and 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 bacteria and animals. It was the most vile, wretched place you can imagine. And it was easy for John, when he's standing at the pinnacle of his ministry, to say, he's got to an increase and I've got a decrease. But when the decrease starts happening, something starts happening in John's spirit. Oh, yes. With the decrease in John's life comes offense, the name of Jesus. And with offense comes delusion. And the man who can stand and proclaim, behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. As he's sitting in prison, he sends his disciples to Jesus. And he says, are you even the one that we're looking for? Or are we looking for somebody else? Amen, And it's interesting how Jesus responds in that he doesn't respond. Jesus just starts performing miracles. He begins to open the blinded eyes and to raise the dead and to cleanse the leper. To heal the lame, they begin to walk. Deaf ears are unstopped. Amen. He's preaching the gospel to the poor. And then he tells the disciples of John. He said, you go tell John what you've seen. He tells him all the things that are happening. He says, and then you tell John, there's a blessing for people who don't get offended. In the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus. Jesus begins to show the disciples. I feel such a burden right now. He begins to show these disciples of John The kingdom is going forward. My ministry as Jesus Christ, it's increasing. And you understood this on a good day. There's something happening in your bad days. And and that clarity that you had is, is somehow beginning to slip out of your mind. And it's beginning to, that, that fervor and that zeal is beginning to wane in your spirit. and You've come to the point, John, that now you're sitting in prison and you're questioning the very identity of Jesus. Are you even the one we're looking for? Amen. And Jesus begins to, he just begins to perform. And then he said, you go tell John everything that's happening. And then when you finish telling him everything that you've seen, tell him this, and... Blessed is he. Everybody say, Blessed is he. Blessed is he. Whosoever shall not be offended in me. Amen. Now, I'm just going to preach for a little while, I, I, and, and we're just going to go where the Holy Ghost leads us. Amen. I felt some things specifically for this service and for this congregation, and, and then I, I've just felt some, some generalities that I'm going to preach. Amen. The fact of the matter is, every one of us are just like John. Amen. John, although he was prophesied of, and there were so many wonderful things that happened in his life, John was a man just like you're a man. John was a human just like you're a human. And so he had good days and bad days. He, he had days where he felt good and where he didn't feel good. Amen. It, it, it's, it's just the way that it went. And, and there were days where his revelation was stronger than other days. Amen. And and something begins to happen in the spirit of John in the worst time of his life and and because decrease is happening something gets into the spirit of John and there is an offense that takes root amen and 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 now i'm just i'm just going to tell you this offense is probably very logically founded in his spirit he is a relative a cousin of jesus if anybody deserves deliverance I believe John deserves deliverance. He was prophesied of by Isaiah. That the man that's going to preach the message when the Holy Ghost falls out was won by the man that John won. Amen. It's it's There's so many things going on. If it hadn't been for John, the way he hadn't been prepared for Jesus. And if it hadn't been for John, there'd have been nobody to baptize Jesus. Amen. And so there's all these things. And when it comes to the hour where John needs deliverance, no doubt he's praying, but God is not delivering him from that prison cell and thinking in his mind I deserve deliverance offense begins to take root and when that offense gets in his spirit it begins to dismantle everything that he knows and believes I feel a warning in the spirit there are people you have great revelation about the things of God That you will lose if you allow yourself to become offended. Amen. Amen. But this is is like every single one of us. Every single one of us. And I had to to get into a prayer meeting and search my heart. Because I'll just be honest. It It was a thought too painful for me to bear. That as good as God has been to me. I could possibly be offended at him. But you know, it's the truth. And there's people like that all over this house right now. Amen. And it's not its not a hatefulness toward God. It's a misunderstanding. You don't know why God hasn't done for you what you need done. And you don't understand with the with the faithfulness that you've given to him and the way that you've served him, why God has not performed in your life the way you need him to. And you don't even realize that day after day that that lack of understanding and that pain and that darkness that you're dealing with literally begins to form a fence and you get harder and harder and harder. Oh, and then name. I began to pray this morning, last night, that the, the Lord was dealing with me about this church, so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to preach some things, and, and the pastor's not here, so he don't have to get uncomfortable, I'll preach it, amen, amen. The fact of the matter is that revival, revival creates a tide of increase and decrease, amen. There are people, there are people in the church who once held position and, and 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 had had substance and you were there for a purpose and a season. But with revival, with with a tide of, of, of numbers, as people come in, the scales of increase and decrease are tipped. Amen. I, I, well, glory. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I just, I feel a little uncomfortable right now preaching this. I'm glad, I'm glad the pastor's not here. He'll go back and listen and he can be uncomfortable in the car by himself. Amen. Amen. You know, there's some resistance right now. But I, I've got a word from the Lord. There, there are people that you, you held position, you have talents, you have abilities, and, and there were great blessings, and there were ministries that were, if I can say it like this, that were seasonal. And as revival comes, those things begin to shift, and they're shaken, and, and position may be changed. Oh, God help me right now. I feel the help of the Holy Ghost. And now you're attending church. And every time that person gets up to sing, it just grates on your nerves. Because used to, you were the one singing that verse. Amen. Increase and decrease. God, help us today. Help us today. Help us today. I've seen, I've seen how it's, how it's begun to shift in the music younger people coming up learning to play instruments and and there's a moving around and there's a shaking and all these things and if you're not careful you can become offended because you've got a talent or an ability and and you know used to there was a there was a gap for that talent or that ability and 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 you were the only person and so you always filled that gap and now there's 10 or 12 people that can fill that gap and so it wouldn't be right to them for you to fill that gap all the time. Amen. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I remember, I'm, I'm not just going to come at you, I'm going to tell you some stories. I remember I had, I had started playing the drums and... And I was working my tail off to learn to play the drums. I would play four, five, six hours a day at my house. I would play until my fingers bled and, and I was busting drum heads and everything you can imagine. I, I was I was literally trying to be the absolute best that I could be. And we were going to North Little Rock Church and there's like 2,000 people there. And so you, you don't just get put on an instrument because you have a desire to play. It's That's just not the way that it goes. Amen. And And that's a numbers deal. Okay. Just a public service announcement to the church. As the church gets bigger, just because you have a desire, don't mean you'll get a position. Amen. It's just the way that it works. Amen. And so, so I had, I had practiced and practiced and practiced and I'd finally got some, some play time at, at North Little Rock. And then, then my dad came down to pastor and, and so I came down, I started playing the drums in in Westinghouse and I was I was the drummer 100% of the time I played every single service on the drums because there was nobody else that could do it amen and I I really liked my position as the drummer and it was I was I was the drummer I had my own I had my own cage they put me in the in in the the cage every service and I stayed there just about the whole time And I just loved it. I was so happy. I had honed this talent and this ability. And I was using it. And I was glad. And then, amen. (laughs) Amen. I'm just going to help you today. Then, Philip Guerin came to church. Amen. And my own dad turned against me. Lord, help us today, help us today, God, amen, and while we're being honest, Philip couldn't even play a basic Southern Gospel song, and that was about all we were doing, he was a real technical drummer, and so, I mean, I could play, I could play a Southern Gospel song, and he couldn't, and so I didn't know why on earth he was on the drums, and I wasn't, and, and, uh, and my mom and dad, they told me, they said, you need to start learning to play the bass, I said, oh, okay. And so, so Philip was on the drums and I was bitterly on the bass and, and I started playing and, and I, I, I learned the bass and I was getting pretty good at it. And then Wesley Van Essler came to the church. And so now we got a, we got a bass player and they kicked me, they turned against me again, kicked me straight off the bass after I put in all this work. And, uh, and so here I am, I've got nothing to do again, and, and we didn't have a male singer, and so my mom says, I need you to start singing. And I literally said things like, Mom, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. And just all these things. And So then finally, I just decided, if I, I mean, if I was going to be able to do anything in the church, I guess it would have to be singing because there was no other position for me. So I started singing. And the Lord began to increase that. And then about the time I really really started to, to, to find my vibe as a singer. Sister Alicia started dealing with some sickness, and she was on the piano, and, and Mom said, we need, we need you to learn to play the piano. So if Sister Alicia's sick, you, I was like, Mom. <laughs> I mean, just as soon as I, as soon as I get settled somewhere, it's just pushed into something else every time. And you know, if I'm honest, it's funny. We can laugh about it today, and I can laugh about it with you. But it didn't feel good while it was happening. It didn't feel good at all. God, help us today. Help us today. God, help us today. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place speaking to somebody. And so I would play the piano and I would sing. And it would hurt my heart because really I just wanted to be on the drums. That was my true love. Amen. And so every chance I got, I'd I'd jump on him at altar call. I just love playing the drums. I don't know if y'all know that. I still do love playing the drums. And as I was leading worship, it got to the point where the Holy Ghost would start to move. And I would begin to exhort. And I started to find my wings as a preacher. I knew I had a calling but I started, to, I started to develop that side of the ministry. And through everything, as bad as it felt when it was happening, when I went to Amity to basically start a church from scratch, it needed a pianist, a worship leader, a bass player, and a drummer. And a preacher. And so now in any given service, I'll slide into whatever capacity the church needs. And I've realized that there's a blessing for the people who don't get offended. You know, the Lord dealt with me, I preached kind of Tuesday night. It exploded, a prayer meeting. We were able to make it up here for the first time in two months. Amen. What I'd felt, though, the Lord dealt with me. The story of Mary and Martha where Martha's covered about much serving and, and Mary is, is sitting at the feet of Jesus and he said one thing. He told Martha, one thing is needful. Mary had chosen that good part which cannot be taken from her. Amen. You ready for this? Nobody can take your position as a prayer warrior. Amen. And so I I, I live my life from... What would have been around 2013 until 2021, 2022. I live my life being booted from position to position. Increasing and decreasing. Increasing and decreasing. Increasing and decreasing. Amen. And there are people here today, If, if and, and this ain't normally how I preach. I like to get fired up. Y'all know that. I just feel this in the Holy Ghost. Somebody needs to get this today. Yeah. Yeah. There are people here today, you've gone through things in your life, and you don't understand why. You, you hear me. How many times have you said, I don't know why God allowed that to happen? Yeah. Why did God allow this to happen to me? Can I tell you the truth without hurting you? fact of the matter is it's not about you. And if you really, really look deep into your life oftentimes you'll find the most traumatic and painful experiences you went through led you to the best places you've ever been. There are people in this service today, you're living more powerfully for God than you've ever lived in your life. And the way you got here was horrific and traumatic and miserable. But there's a blessing for the people who don't get offended. Come on, let's pray for a moment. (laughs) God help us today, Lord. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Church, I know, I know there's people here and you're feeling left out. You're feeling like you got dropped. Saw the road and the church went from 70 to 170. The fact of the matter is, if it hadn't been for you, the church never could have got here. Right. God help us. <laughs> if it hadn't been for John the Baptist, Jesus ministry never could have flourished. There had to be a preparation.. <laughs> <laughs> God, oh God. God. Now is not the time to get offended. It's not the time to get offended. Not the time to get offended. Because there's a blessing. There's a blessing for the people who don't get offended. There's a blessing for the people who don't get offended. ha, <laughs> ha. I've told this story before, but I just can't get away from it. I got to tell it to an individual you felt a calling your whole life. You've wanted to preach so bad. Seems like it's never worked out, and there's there's wounds that are infected and growing. Let me tell you something. I walked into my dad's office one day, and he said, "Hey," he said, "I wanted to tell you." Brother, so-and-so called. Now, I felt the call to preach. I wanted to preach. Everybody that feels a call to preach wants to preach. It's just the way that it is. He said, Brother, so-and-so called. He offered you a church. I told him no. My pastor declined me taking a church and never even said a word to me about it. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. And I watched as his expression began to change. And he said, Darren, I don't want you to ever think I'm trying to hold you back. He said, I just didn't feel like it was right. With tears in my eyes, I said, Dad, don't ever apologize for being my pastor. (laughs) That church is 14. Is it 14 hours from here? No. Is it 14? About 14 hours from here, I think, Clayton, New Mexico. It's a long ways off. Between 9 and 14, I don't know. It's way out there. I've been there. It's a hole in the wall. The church is having a revival. I'm thankful for it, the church out there. <clears throat> Amen. Do you know what I was doing? I was teaching math to kids at Calvary Christian Academy. With the idea in the back of my mind that I could be pastor in a church right now. And if you're not careful, if you're not careful, offense will begin to creep in. Well, I just need to go to another church because I know the pastor will, will give me opportunity. The pastor ain't the one that gives you opportunity. Jesus said, I open doors no man can close, I close doors no man can open. And I remember the conversation. I can take you to a place on Fox Pass Cutoff where we were. My wife told me, she said, Darren, it, it feels like we're doing absolutely nothing for God. When we got, right after we got married, I'd gone. I preached for 11 weeks or something solid. I mean, we were, we were hammering, evangelizing. People were filled with the Holy Ghost. It was an amazing time. Amazing time. And we came back and I was teaching math to Roger and Henry. Amen teaching math. Ungrateful heathens. (laughs) Didn't even want to learn my math. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Y'all know I love y'all. Amen. I love those boys so much. Amen. I was teaching math and my wife said, it feels like, she said, it feels like we're, we're not doing anything for God. I said, well, babe, you know, I mean, dad, Wants, you know he wants me to help him in the church and you know I was like yeah, he plans eventually for me to take it you know what did you say ten or twenty years she said that's she said Darren that's ten or twenty years down the road three months later we were pastoring a church yes, <laughs> because by the help of the Holy Ghost. Never allowed offense to get in my spirit. And then I went to pastor a church. And if I'm honest, the strain of the church and dealing with people that I love more than my own self, I allowed offense to come. And with that, there was a developing distance from God. In the name of Jesus. About two weeks ago, I got into a prayer meeting. I prayed this is all right, y'all. In the name of Jesus. I got into a prayer meeting. And I wailed and moaned. As I finally faced the truth that after as good as God has been to me there were things that I was frustrated about concerning Him. The name of Jesus. Let's stand together. I'm talking to somebody today I watched as they shouted. I watched the pain on your face. Not understanding the complexities of the plan. Wondering why it seems like no matter how hard you pray or how much you fast, how much you ask God to move, nothing ever happens. Day after day, It's almost a growing bitterness. God, why have you not moved? The Lord sent me with a word today. Blessed is he who is not offended in me. I found as I finally... Faced the truth. I wailed and moaned Brother Nathan Eddy was preaching for me on a Tuesday night. I sat in my office. I said, bro, it hurts so bad to even think that I could be aggravated at God. (laughs) After all the good things He's done for me, let a few little things aggravate me. And hold it against him like he should have changed it. (laughs) You know, God had to speak to me in a prayer meeting. God's the one that told me, it's not about you. I really think every person in the kingdom of God needs that moment. (laughs) Where God finally gets through to you. But as I face the truth, I begin to pray, God, remove, remove everything that doesn't need to be within me. And I begin to feel healing flow, refreshing flow. There's people here today, I I, I could walk to you and take you by the hand. And I could tell you what it is you're offended about. The Lord has revealed things to me. And that's why if we'd have pushed it just a little bit, we could have had a shout out this morning. We couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. And let you go home hurting and broken and offended. Amen. It doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you a person. Everybody goes through it. Everybody goes through it. God, why did this have to happen to me? God, I... Sister Alicia, I don't know why you still have... Is it lupus? I don't know why you still have that. I don't know. We've prayed and prayed. We've anointed with oil. You've served and served and served. I cannot explain why you still have lupus. But there's a blessing for the people that don't get offended. Sure. I could go through the crowd. I could point you out. I could I could say over. What you need more than anything is a moment with God where you can find healing. I want you to understand this morning, there's healing in this house. Come, why don't you lift up your hands and begin to pray. All over the building, why don't you begin to pray? There's people, you've held things for years, decades. This morning could be the morning that it's released. You hear me in the Holy Ghost, it can be released today. Come on, you need to move in the Spirit right now. You need to move in the Spirit right now. Come on, God may not heal your body, but if He can heal your spirit, you'll be blessed. <laughs> come on, come on. the name of Jesus. Come on, this is going to be a prayer meeting. Prayer meeting. Everybody praying. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Oh, Holy Ghost on, lift up your voice right now allow the Holy Ghost to do a work in this place come on if there's anything in your spirit anything at all you're doing yourself a disservice to not find your way into the presence of God this morning oh hallelujah 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 oh <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> Come on, let the Holy Ghost flow right now. Come on, the Spirit is coming right now with healing. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah!